check one. Mike, check one, two. Checkity check, check. Check, check, check. Sound check. good? Do Let's we do it. sound good? Let's do it, boys. We are the Man in the Cannon podcast. And we are bringing you the CBJ forecast. We never know what we're talking about. But we're the best fucking podcast around. Yeah. All right. We nailed Woo. it. Woo. All right, boys. First try. Tell you, Barbershop Quartet. Barbershop Quartet. That's going to be our next pod. We're just going to sing for you the whole entire time. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Man in the Cannon podcast. we got the boys back in the den. We've got Mr. Khan. What's up, everybody? Glad to be back. Frank? Good afternoon, boys. And Tor. Evening, gentlemen. It is a good evening here. We're going to talk some Blue Jackets hockey. We are a little bit hot. What do we got? We're a little hot? Very hot. I'm cold. I hope everybody enjoyed our our improv intro. We had to uh, kind of adjust because we have some different recording equipment today, thanks to our thanks to our lovely friends out there. Hey, whoa, easy on the F word. <laughs> oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't, I'm not going that far. You know I hope everybody you enjoyed it. It's yeah, our yeah, new yeah, barber yeah. Co- barbershop quartet improv uh, introduction. But hey, first things first. What do we want to talk about? Uh, if I'm a Jackets fan, honest to God, the first thing I want to talk about right now is the play of Elvis Merzlikens. And I want to talk about it kind of as a as a whole because, quite honestly, it's led to like that specific player and his performance, quite honestly, in my opinion, has, has really led to a couple of losses. I mean, more, more than one, I would say. I would say, quite honestly, a lot of these recent losses that we have you could you could argue that I mean if Merzlikens is playing a little bit better than he is, we have a shot against you know Pittsburgh. We lose by one. The Kings we lose by one. The Bruins we lose by one. The the Maple Leafs we lose by one. You know he stops one of those goals or when we have ourselves a shot, but it's just not happening right now. And you know Merzlikens. So one of the things we're going to get into is I just want to kind of chat real quick about some of these goals that he's let in and kind of tie it back to how he's been playing. But if we can get one or two of these stops, you know, we, we have a completely different team on our hands at this point in time. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, 100% agree. I know we were talking before. You know, our problem in the past, um, or at least the past couple of years, you know, we've talked about who's going to score these, like who's going to score goals. Um, but we're scoring. We're scoring a lot against some really good defenses. And to your point, if we stop maybe one or two of those, you know, easy goals I would consider um, or I would consider those goals easy we win those games and um, it's unfortunate because you know the last time we all we were all together you know we had a really tough stretch you know I think we had we had Toronto we had Carolina we had Florida and you know we were really nervous because um, Corpy was out and Elvis was out Um, but the team really performed well, and we really had some strong momentum. And um, why, why, where did that momentum come from during that stretch? Does anybody remember? Berube, JF Berube, unbelievable. Where is? I mean, I'm really upset that he hasn't been playing more. I know. I was. I I can understand maybe management's argument for sending him back down. Like they want to they want to create this uh, mentality that. You know, like, our guys are our guys. Like, it's Merzlikens. Apparently, like, the way that he's been playing Merzlikens here recently is it's Merzlikens' net. And he's respecting that and letting Merzlikens play. 
And once Corpusala, they knew Corpusala was going to be back. They're starting to throw him in the mix too. They're like, they're not going to just kind of throw these guys to the side. At least, I mean, another thing is, both of those guys are on a one-way contract, and you can't send those guys down to the AHL. So you'd have to carry three goaltenders on your roster in order to keep Barube up, which I could argue that that may be necessary occasionally. The guy was playing really well, and the team seemed to kind of rally around that. And I just, I would, I wish that he got a little bit better of a, you know, a little bit better of a of a start. He he only played like three or four games, and <laughs> hell, we won like one. three of them. Yeah. yeah. So I can agree. I I really do think he should have been able to play a little bit longer, especially while Corpusalo was still on the IR. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um. But some of these goals Elvis has let in, I, I, I watched every single goal that he let in today since we played the, the Penguins. And that reminds me. I you just had a lot of time today. I kind of did. This makes me, this reminds me, I want to shout well, out golf to has rained out, so. how much the fucking NHL app blows. It sucks so bad. Every single time you want to watch a goal highlight, you have to watch at least a 30 second advertisement just to watch the fucking goal replays. It's ridiculous. Anyway. Ruedel for the Penguins scores from the fucking half wall, and Crosby's goal. That remember that late goal where Elvis kind of like comes out of his crease all the way out to try to catch it like way yeah, up here, and Crosby was like right there and kind of bumped into him, and he dropped the puck and just tapped it in for the win. It's how, like why? How could we forget? Yeah, I know it's because like, it was the least physical play I've ever seen. It looked like. Uh some type of like figure skating where like we let Crosby just grab the puck and then just do whatever he wants right in the middle of the ice, which is generally what just, we do I mean, with the middle of the ice on defense is we let right. anybody just waltz but, right in yeah. there and do whatever the fuck they Crosby want. Crosby especially, though, that's the one guy. Like, I get it. Like, if you're – I mean, if it's maybe like a rookie or a younger player, like maybe charge and kind of make him hesitate a little bit. Not Crosby. One of the best Put him on his fucking of ass. all time. Yeah. Or the, just, just interfere him and just – Get a penalty called on yourself. The, the yeah, fact put, that put him on his ass. Yeah, the either fact way. that he's even in front of the net in that particular situation is is bad defense. Get his ass out of the way. Push yeah. him. Shove him on his ass. That's why I, I tweeted during that game, like, we need to hire Brandon Dubinsky as a Sidney Crosby consultant. Because yeah. yeah, if right, we're still playing, <laughs> if we're playing the Penguins still with Brandon Dubinsky on our team, Crosby's not fucking getting in front of the net. Oh no, he'll get his fucking face punched in before he touches the puck in front of Elvis Merzlikens. Mm-hmm. So it just brings up the whole the whole thing. One of the things that I noticed in watching all of these goals today, yes, Elvis has not been playing well. But some of the other the ones that I didn't include, all of these goals that we've been giving up have been pretty much directly related to our defense and the fact that the guy who's shooting the puck plays in the NHL. Because there's been some really good shots on Merzlikens from defensive breakdowns, and they're, they're, picking, they're picking us apart on defense and scoring a bunch of goals. But these goals here, Merzlikens can really, I think, hone in on his positioning and his fundamentals to eliminate some of these goals, especially that Crosby one. Why is he trying to catch a puck that's not going in? That puck was way high, way outside of his crease. Just let it fucking bounce behind you and hug the post, man. Stay in the net. He's flailing around. He's not controlling his body very well. He needs to just fucking focus on staying in the crease and fundamentally stopping the puck. 
And that's on. We talked about Barube a little bit earlier, and that's one thing that I really enjoyed watching him play. He was he was so controlled and aware of where he was on the ice. Yes, um, at all times <laughs> he um, and he wasn't afraid to go out and stop the puck and just say win a face off against us. That's that's another one of these goals. Uh, one of the goals against the Maple Leafs this past time we played them. The second goal they had Mitch Marner, that Marner goal. That whole sequence, Elvis gave up like four rebounds during that entire offensive possession by the Maple Leafs. He should have had that puck and covered it up at like three different times. Yep. But it kept bouncing around. He kept getting it and hitting it away and trying to do too much. You know, Grab the puck, hold it for a face-off, let your sentiment try to and win regroup. a face-off and regroup. He's just bouncing all over the place, man. And then that, that bunting goal, the fifth goal against Toronto, against Toronto that they he just squeezes it squeezes it in on the left post like right under his pad. He's not hugging the posts. Yeah. He's we not, see that he, a lot with him, right? You know, we've touched on it a couple of times as you know, be be aware of your surroundings a little bit. Now, granted, I mean, things are moving lightning fast, but I mean, if you have a guy way to the left side, for example, it's almost impossible. There's, I mean, there's one way he's going to shoot it, and it's exactly. your near post side. That's you what I'm saying. You got to just block that exactly you, to your You point. hug the post, man. That's, there's another goal. The goal against Pittsburgh, Ruedel scored from the half wall on the left side, just fucking way on the outside of the outside of the hash marks on the faceoff circle, and Merzlikens lets one through. He gave up a five hole goal against the Bruins. <clears throat> Howla on a breakaway. It's just like. I had such high expectations for Elvis Merzlikens because of the way that I saw him play that first year he was up here in the NHL, and it has just not been the same at all yet. Which I still have faith in the guy. He's a very talented you have goalie. To. There's a lot yeah. of go- there's a lot of goalies that show promise and then that they hit a rough spot and they yeah. just do. I mean, and there's I mean, a I mean Bennington's a prime example. I mean, St. Louis has not done as well as obviously when they went on that run to win the Stanley Cup playoffs and Bennington looked like the best goalie in the world and now he looks like a guy that you might be able to get uh, you know a mid round draft pick for. I mean, you know, just based yeah. on his talent and what he showed before because he looks like a backup goalie in the NHL now. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of guys there's that go through that. Having some struggles yeah. right now in the NHL. Hope he is another one for Man, just Jack a Campbell. Ton of there's a lot of goals this year. Yeah. NHL right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was going to bring that up. I was, that was one thing I was thinking about the other day. Is like, you know, we have this historic run. Uh, by the Islanders go away. I'm not even going to attempt to say his fucking name, but uh, you know he's you on this. His, his name? <laughs> it's, it's like Igor or Igor, something. Yeah. yeah, it's Igor. Yeah, you know, Igor. I was talking to Igor the other day, yeah. and uh, you know, I, you know, he's on this historic run for you know goalie. The Rangers. We, you mean the Rangers? Shesterkin. Oh, is it the Rangers? I'm yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. New York. I should have said, I should have said New York. But anyways, uh, but. You know, he's on this historic run, and we've seen this from other goalies, you know, just these, you know, kind of just out of nowhere. Out of nowhere runs like Bennington did. Yes, and then. Or Jack Campbell did it last year. Yeah, are we going to, you know, and then what happens next year? Do they suck? Are they actually good? Like, who do you think the best goalie in the NHL is? That's a great. I don't know. I mean, it's. I don't know. Quite honestly, I think one of them is Marc-Andre Fleury. The guy's still doing it. He can do it great. Or Andre Vasilevsky. I mean, the guy's enormous, and he he's incredibly, you know, gifted. But also just has these games where you're like, you know, is, is 
you know, we obviously know he's good. He's done it for a long time. But, like, there are some times where you're just like, man, he just – what is he doing on the ice tonight? Yeah. Like, and I think that's – you know – And we never seen that with other goalies back in the past. Like, we just – you know – these these blockades and where you know if I asked you you know who's the best goalie in the NHL you would have a hard time deciding between a couple good guys instead of well we just have a shitty mix and that's you know, what I'm saying I don't know who the best goalie is right now yeah it's certainly it's certainly up in the air for discussion and cause... this is this is one reason again why I was very disappointed to see Barube go out right I mean a lot of the I mean you ride the hot hand with these goaltenders that's it's so a very old. mental Yes, you, you remember Sergey Bobrovsky talk about it. Sports psychologist, just because I mean it's so mental. It's a, I mean a very mental part of the you, game. You ride the fucking hot goalie exactly. in the NHL. That's that's been a rule, an unspoken rule in hockey forever. You do they need a break? The do they need a break every once in a while? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, to your point, when Bing, well, I'm sorry, Jordan um, Bennington, yeah, went on his run. He was the backup to Allen. Yeah, that year. Jake Allen. Yeah. Yeah, and then, and then he comes they in the and they won the cup. But yeah, I mean, who it, knows? Maybe JF Barube could have taken us to a Stanley Cup. I guess we'll never know. Uh, well, let's not go that far. But we're one injury away from him being back. So that's true. Yeah, uh, Elvis has given up 19 goals in these in his past five games for a 3.8 goals against average and a 0.892 save percentage. Now, I did mention also. Uh, I wanted to allude to a big another one of the reasons we're giving up a lot of goals is our defense is fucking trash in our deep in our own zone. When the, when the puck gets deep, we are terrible. We are not physical enough. You know, we're letting these guys crash the net and surround Elvis and beat the fuck out of his pads with their sticks and jamming goals in the net. We need to fucking clear the crease, clear the slot, get these guys out of the way. I don't know. And man. do it with purpose. Don't just chuck the puck right to the middle. And God, I can't. I I want to. I I can't believe I haven't broken TVs just watching <laughs> us in our own defensive yeah. zone with every single person in our zone, and they just are like, uh, so I'm against the boards. I'm going to chuck it to the middle, and then there they are. And I'm like, oh Jesus, this I forget. Is the worst it was, case scenario. Uh, I it might have been. It wasn't the Toronto game. It might have been the New Jersey game. I was. It was when I think it was hockey night, and I was. Listening on ESPN Plus, um, and a statistic came up, and and it makes total sense. And it was on five on five hockey, we're last in the league on goals against. Goals against, okay, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that, five and that on makes five, total which makes sense. total yeah. sense because we can't clear the zone and we can't clear out of our own zone. And I swear, every other pass gets turned over. Yeah, I, I was about to say, like... unnecessary turnovers and that, yeah. I mean... So, Mr. L- Mr. But the L- thing is, is, like, we don't do that that much in the offensive zone. You know what I mean? Like, we, we score goals. We look decent in the offensive zone. Why do we fucking suck so much ass in our own zone? Do you think some of that is, I mean, we're Streaky. very small. <laughs> like, we're a small team. Small, young, yeah. I, I do think there's something to that. I just... I'm having trouble. I I honestly feel like we need to upgrade at the blue line, either through free agency or through the draft. We need uh, some bodies. There is. It's like some type of just un. Just the rule. There's a rule in hockey that if you're going to have a good team, you need to have like some type of enforcer. That's yes. why Char has played since he's since he's like 83 since years forever. old. Yeah, because yeah. he's just this big dude. He doesn't do anything great. 
barely even scores. I mean, but he used, he, that's why he was yeah. so fucking good, because he he could do that yeah. stuff. He was. I mean, he's in his forties now. So yeah, but I mean, but he's shoot. still usable because he's still going to knock your block he's off still and got not a 10 let foot you long stick. Yeah, yeah. and you're that's not going to get past yeah. him. Yeah. I mean, I think you know, back you know when we made a playoff run, you know, we had the, the line of Savard and Cole, um, Ian Cole, and granted, I'm not a huge Savard fan, but he's a big body. Same with Cole. Those and it was nice were... to, and they paired well together. But I mean, it was nice to, you know, we had our skilled defensemen with Zach Warinsky and Seth Jones, and then we had more of our enforcer, big body type when we really uh, needed yep. to get, you know. It would the be puck nice out. to be able to play some situational hockey every once in a while. Like when we're up, we can put a defensive, you know, line out there for a little bit longer yeah. at the end of the game where we struggle to close, and yeah. it's because we. We're just doing the same stuff and like, man, I hope we win. And if not, I hope we can score another goal in here. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I just I don't know what to say about it. We got off the goalie topic, but I mean, like, we're well, not on really. To... We're still kind of we're in the middle of it. So we got we got Corpy. Corpy's playing tonight. That's exciting stuff. Finally, yeah. Since what January? He's been he's now? yeah been a long time. He hasn't played for like two months. Has yeah. he played this year? Or this yeah, I, in think 20, he, I think his 22? last game was the th- January 30th. Oh, okay. 30, so it's been a little, I mean, still a little over a month. Yeah, maybe four weeks. or five weeks. Yeah. Uh, coming off the IR, gets the start at uh, the Isles. So I'm really looking forward to seeing how he can play. <coughs> because, honest to God, I don't know, but, like, if he if they win and he plays well tonight, I'd play him again tomorrow night. Because don't we have Minnesota tomorrow? Yeah, at home. Whew. I would let him play. Why not? Both games. Let's do it. Yeah. The news broke just recently, actually, just a couple of minutes ago on Twitter. The Jackets have announced that they have extended an indefinite leave of absence for Alexander Texier. Um, and he's been in France now for like a week or maybe two, and he's had a broken finger for like six weeks now, which apparently his recovery time was only supposed to be four, around four weeks. So him being in France and then me initially reading the – him getting an indefinite leave of absence scared the hell out of me because of what happened with Gregory Hoffman this year. Right. But I ended up reading the announcement, and apparently Texier, it says that Texier has lost some people in his family. So mm. we All just wanted to, to yeah, yeah. reach out to Tex, the Tex camp and uh, wish everybody well. Uh, sorry for your loss. But I'm really excited to get him back, man. He's, he was playing well. He's been yeah. playing relatively well this year. You know, I'm I'm really I'm really looking forward to kind of getting him back and seeing what, if he can add some of this, you know, strength to our play in our own defensive zone. It's crazy, uh, you know, he, another guy. I mean, still so young, man. So He's young. 22. Yeah. yeah. Young talent. We got him. We Yeah. Oh, we, got, we got another quick guy back. We got Eric Robinson coming oh, Eric back. Eric Robinson to... back. That's what I was going to fucking say. Eric yeah, Robinson. That, I knew you were trying to. I was drawing a blank, too, and I was like, Eric Robinson. Is he, is he playing tonight? Yeah, he's so. back in the lineup tonight. Okay. I think that's huge. Yeah. I mean, it's good to get his speed back. Yeah, get that yeah. speed back. Love they, to see him some, put it in the, the back. Get it to that. somebody who can help get the puck out of our own zone. Yeah. Help on the rush. I, I'm really looking forward to seeing how what, how he looks tonight. Um, But, yeah, Rick Nash. We got a shout out to number sixty-one, dude. Because, uh, quite honestly, who knows how well how well the jackets are perceived, or who knows what the city turns into, or who knows what the jackets end up becoming if we didn't have Rick Nash, you know, an all-star throughout the league for <coughs> ten years or more. Yeah, um, just a, a fantastic hockey player who's who played 
most of his career with the Columbus Blue Jackets, right? Now he's become part of the upper management team. It's always good to keep uh, guys like that around in the organization, and I love that about the Jackets. Yeah. They always seem to, like, promote from within, you know, like Brad Larson getting the job. I just think I think that's cool. Yeah. You hire the right people and you trust those people and you hold on to those people. And I think I he's think done there's a great a lot to be job, by the way, yeah. Brad Larson. I just want oh, to touch yeah. on oh, yeah, that. absolutely. Yeah. With this team and with the expectations coming in, very, I mean, hell of a job. Absolutely. You, you teed it up perfect with the uh, the Rick Nash with, like, the city of Columbus. Like, I think he's responsible for a lot of these fans that sit in, this, in the stadium, you know. Uh, if any of them, Me, you know, like, I'm one of them. Who, who was the yeah. best, who was your first, like, really good Blue Jacket? It, it was Rick Nash. It was Rick Nash. It was cool because um, I, I don't know what um, streaming service you watched the game on, but I think, it, it, again, it was when it was hockey night. I think we were playing the Devils, uh, yeah, the and they had him in the booth. Yeah, with Bucci. Um, and, uh, you know, they were just going through, and I, I don't know if it was Corrali was one of the guys, and but anyway, you know. It was against Boston. Yeah, no, was, no, 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 no. I know that. I know that. That's when they retired it, the jersey. But they had him in the booth the game after to go over oh, the yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just some of the young guys on our team, they had posters of Rick Nash Corrali autograph. And yeah. Who, who was the other Columbus kid? Was it, it was um, Rosalvik. Rosalvik. Yeah. That's it. Just having these. They, had, they, yeah. put, they showed the pictures of their autographs that they got from Rick Nash. Yeah. So that was that was really cool. But it's uh Rosalvik yeah. been playing good here it's, recently. Um, what's that? So Rosalvik been playing good here recently. I'm just gonna throw that in there yeah, real quick. But, but yeah, to your point, man, I don't know where the Blue Jackets would be today without Rick Nash and his, you know testament to um, Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and that kind of the city, right? He's bringing people to the city. Yep. And, you know, I was writing this down today, and it made me also kind of remember and start to think of the fucking Columbus chill. Because, And the reason I say this is because, right, Rick Nash made, like, hockey fans in Columbus, gave, gave hockey fans in Columbus somebody to watch. Right. Right. We, yeah. had, we had a superstar on our team for a long time. And I started to think about that, and the Columbus chill popped in my mind because I don't know if the Columbus Blue Jackets even exist if it weren't for the success that the Columbus Chill had in the 90s. And so I did a, like, a tiny bit of reading on the Chill, and they were a team from like 91 to like 99, and Columbus had like the highest attendance records in the East Coast Hockey League during that time, during the times of the Columbus Chill. And as a result, in 2000, the NHL expanded to include the Columbus Blue Jackets. Yeah, They saw that market, and they're like, we want a team in, in Columbus. So. Yeah. You could argue that uh, you know the Columbus Chill also had a really large role in getting the Columbus Blue Jackets to be in Columbus, which I think is fucking sweet. And so I started looking at Chill jerseys today on the internet. <laughs> I was going to fuck a little old them. school. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I, I have that. a Columbus Chill shirt. He's jealous of it. That's a fucking sweet homie shirt. I really shirt. am. Uh, what else? Dan Forth signed an extension. I mean, okay. Oh yeah. Good but for the, him. I mean, CBJ Twitter was all about it, man. CBJ Twitter blew that up like it was the best thing since sliced bread. I mean, he's been playing he's pretty been good. good. Hey, no, you know, get me yeah. wrong. Don't get me wrong. Well deserved. Well deserved. Uh, a yeah. guy that's been playing all over the place in like the ECHL, the AHL, finally makes it up, gets a shot in the NHL, and he's doing. He's com- he's contributing to the team. So good for him. He's a third-line winger. You know who else has been good? Yeah, I mean, that's what I mean. It's like, you know who else has been good, though, the past five games? 
Oliver Bjorkstrand. We've, we're finally seeing some of this consistency that we need to see from Oliver Bjorkstrand. He listens to the pod. <laughs> Fan of the pod. Yeah. Uh, four goals, Woo. one assist for a total of five points the last five games. So... I brought yeah. the I brought the stack train to him, and I don't know which player I'm going to do this week. Where I just like just destroy them with how shitty they've been or how inconsistent they've been. And I've, I've been looking at it for a while, but um, good fan of the podcast, Oliver Bjorkstrand does listen, and uh, you know decided to get attention. better. Listen to, to get us. better and uh, prove us all wrong because that's about, what we're here for. What about Gus Nyquist getting promoted to? Top line. top line. Yeah. yeah, Nyquist has been playing well. He's very noticeable. Yeah. Scored a couple of goals, too. Yeah, had I've a nice short side CJ goal. top line a lot, and it's mainly been Gus. Yeah. He's been holding on to it, even though I'm overpaying for Boone and for Line A. Line A was Ooh. there a couple different times, but Gus has been pretty consistent for me in that top line when I play him. Line A, 3-3 three, three for a total of six past five games. I can't say enough about the guy. Dude, right. his game has completely turned around the past, like, 20 games. Yeah, well. He's skating up and down the ice. He's playing good defensively. I mean, he still has some trouble, I think, turning the puck over. when he tries. I think he tries to do too much on his own sometimes with the puck. Yeah. But, I mean, he's making up for it and scoring some right, goals. Yeah, it'd be different. It'd be different if he was just on, still on a terrible downswing. Absolutely. But he is making up for it the other times that he has the puck, so... I mean, ever since we did that pot about him, he listened to it. And, uh, <laughs> I'm telling you, we just we nail it, dude. Yeah. Everybody listens to the CB or the MTC pod. And Voracek, the last five games, one and fi- one plus five for a total of six. So, Voracek has forty assists this year. Yeah. So far, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I think that ranks him like 18th or 19th in the NHL overall right now. So. He's he's ridiculously good at passing the puck. Yeah. <laughs> it Still, is it is I, ridiculous to watch it. Every time we talk about him, I just am like, holy fuck, we got him for Cam Atkinson. Yep, straight up. Yeah, it's like a Thanks. Yarmo's a wizard. Yeah. yeah. How about that? Do you guys remember that pass from Domi to uh, Roslovic across the crease, all the way from the fucking boards, all the way across the crease to Roslovic? Yeah. I forget who it was against. Damn, that was a great fucking pass. We got some guys that can Don't pass the puck. Playing good too. Yeah, he had. Dude, yeah, he had a pretty yeah, good that fight. Might, that yeah. fight, bit. He always gets up to play Toronto. Just because I think I think it's part of his like blood. His dad played a long time for Toronto, so he's always up to play uh, against the Maple Leafs. But yeah, Robinson's back in the lineup. Stoked about that. And Bemstrom is not, which I'm also stoked about that as well. Addition <laughs> by subtraction. Addition by subtraction. What is what's the story with Bemstrom, dude? Bemstrom needs to go play somewhere else and and figure himself out because I, I could not agree more. And I have nothing else to say other than that because I don't think that you can say anything else. I mean, the guy's probably he's talented, but he needs to find himself. Yes, you know it's he's not he's he doesn't have he doesn't look like a professional hockey player. He doesn't look like he has a scorer's mindset. He's always trying to move the puck away from himself. When not thinking score first. And he's a he's a goal scorer. You know, he's got a shot. Shoot it. He needs to be able to understand how to want the puck to be able to shoot it. You know, you see him you see him moving the puck in the neutral zone east and west instead of north and south. It just doesn't make any sense. They I'm I just I'm I feel kinda bad for the guy. I think he lacks a lot of self confidence because he knows he hasn't been playing well. And it's just snowballing, and it's turning into this like, you know, probably really difficult thing to deal with emotionally and mentally. 
Yeah. And he need I think he needs a break, dude, and he needs to like go down to the AHL and, and find his game. Yeah. I mean, ever since we started the pod, right? I mean, it's been the same story with him. Oh man, the talent is there. We just want to see him. Maybe if he gets a couple in the back of the net, he picks things up. It just hasn't happened. No. And I I mean So yeah. let's take a look at the team and where we are, like right now. So we're where are we at? We're thirteen points behind Washington with two games in hand. So let's say we win those two games in hand. That puts us like nine points back of Washington. Yeah. And for only, the last then, wild card spot. Yeah. And Boston's only one point ahead of Washington. So yeah. basically. Either Yeah. It's doable. Right? Boston looks the like they're left. kind of falling apart too. Yeah. At so the seams. So does kind of Washington. Washington too, a yeah. little bit. They, they picked it up here this last game where they cheated. But. They did cheat. <laughs> they didn't fucking call that hook. <laughs> that was the most blatant hook. Biggest hook I've ever seen yeah. in my life. You can literally but see him, his, his fat speed, ass just, his speed <laughs> just stop skating yeah. because of Ovechkin's si- stick. Yeah. Turned him sideways. In well, like, they still in, or Edmonton still ended up winning that game in overtime. In overtime. They grabbed yeah. a point. Yeah. No, that's it a bullshit right. point. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Like We watched that as a Jackets fan, and I'm like, that's bullshit. That's fucking the shit that pisses Columbus Blue Jackets fans off because that directly affects the fucking race that we have going on right and now. And if we would have done it, we would have missed the hook and it still got caught. Well, it, they, they, they missed a hooking call against Boston, and oh, Howla yes. had that breakaway fucking goal. Yeah, that's true. In a, on a hook in the neutral zone. It happened. I was just going to say, if we tried to hook, we would have missed anyways, and, and we still, still got a call hook on it. The fucking refereeing this year has been... Pretty it's a, been it's abysmal. It's been abysmal. It's ridiculous. But I think it's possible, man. We we could if we start getting some decent goaltending. We just need average goaltending. <laughs> if we get average goaltending, we can start competing and maybe winning some of these one goal games, you know? We're scoring 3-4 goals a night. Yeah. Hell sometimes 5. I think it's doable. I don't think it's likely. We need some guys to step up, and my guy this week, I'm, I've already decided, it's an easy one. It's Max Domi. Come on, dude. You look. He looks lost. A lot of time he looks like he's just trying to pick a fight, or he's lost, or he's committing a penalty. It, and that's, I think, where we're going backwards is penalties kill us because they're, penalty they're stupid penalties, too. They're not even like... They're not even smart penalties, like where the guy is about to score, and like, yeah, we probably should commit a penalty on this one. But like, it's like but we allow more goals five on five. No, I'm just kidding. But yeah, no, you're right. It's just, I mean, it takes, I mean, it takes the wind out of us, yeah. you know. Because Gavrikov went to the box like four times. It's like every other shift he's on one, the ice in one fucking. And game. I was going to talk about that line in general with him and Kukin being kind of those enforcer guys, and they are just like Kukin's fucking terrible. Yes, God he sucks. Thank you. What? I've told you this. I have never said he was good. I mean, I've never really thought Dean Cookin was, was like that good. It was just this good. whole freak, the fucking Harrington thing all over again. Yeah, it's it's it resembles that for sure. And Gabriel Carlson has not been playing well as of late. Andrew Peak and Zach Warensky are the only defensemen we got who are doing any sort of anything, and it's still not that great. <laughs> Peak is... Peak useless peak. offensively. Peak is peak. Unless he's shooting on our own net. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. I thought we forgot about that. that. Sorry, I can't that forget about it. That caught me off guard. It. <laughs> that was funny. 
I just <laughs> Jake Bean. He's terrible. Found a golden dude. ticket. Well. <laughs> yeah. So what about uh, That's a Adam? Uh, found it out of the bush. Oquas has been good, but he's been hurt. Yeah, I know. He keeps getting he's, hurt. He's small too. That's uh, he remind. He's it's Ryan Murray all over him. Oh gosh. Yeah. It's a great defenseman who contributes offensively, plays solid defense, can pass the puck well out of our own zone, but he can't stay healthy. What do you do with a guy like that? We uh, traded Ryan Murray for fucking nothing. Hopefully, Boquist figures out. A new nutrition plan. I don't know a what new it weightlifting is. I don't know what it is. Something. Yeah, something because he is good and he's good. He's really good. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. That we hit who, on who you got. Who else needs to step up? Tour. Who you got? Pick out. Pick one guy this week needs to step up. Well, I don't. I got it. What was hard, that? Hard to disagree <laughs> with the dome. Yeah, yeah. No, pick your own. Pick your own. Pick my own. I know mine. Start defense as a whole. <laughs> defense as a whole, Frank. Who you got? I mean, I, I'm going to say our, our goaltenders need to step up this week. I'm guessing you were saying the God same, but I know, mine. but I. That's but fine. yeah, I'll I'll pick Elvis. You can pick Corpy. I'm going to pick Warinsky specifically. Okay, there you go. I need his defensive game to step up. He just yeah, he's doing fine offensively. He's doing fine yeah. offensively. He's actually had some points here recently. Yeah. Yes. I mean, look, I if just... we have a a good ten days here, we're right back in it. Would I? And honestly, starting the season, didn't think we were going to utter those words. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, I think the team <laughs> and is definitely out around December. So. We were just like, <laughs> so right. But I, I think it, I think this ties into like one thing that like Yarmo brings up in like the whole mindset of being a Columbus Blue Jacket fan and even part of the organization is like this isn't a rebuild we still need to think competitively you know we need to try to make the fucking playoffs we're not apparently we're not a team that's going to tank you know we're going to try to win and Yarmo wants to create this culture of of winning and expecting to win every night and I I really enjoy that come March and April when we're we're a little far outside of this race, but man, there's a chance. Let's fucking put our fucking foot on the pedal and play as fucking hard as we can and try to make the fucking playoffs. Yarmo is a smart man. And when when he says things like that, you gotta know that it's it's calculated because that's how he works. And he knows become having a winning culture will get you more good players than tanking and drafting them. Yes, I could. One hundred percent in the NHL. Look it at, is really hard to draft star players, but it's not actually that hard to sign them in free agency. They come up. They come up. They just the don't Penguins. come to Columbus. Look at the Penguins. I hate to fucking say it so fucking much, but you look at their organization. You know they've had these leaders stick around and they've developed this culture where the Penguins are expecting to win every fucking night, and because of that. They get these fucking guys to come over and they draft well, and but they still get these guys in free agency who are fucking incredible. You know, th- that team's going to win or compete every single night. That's what the Jackets are trying to do. So as a fan, like, I, and, and this time of year when I'm like, we could be nine points back of Washington for a playoff spot, that's got to ignite this fucking squad, man. We have to fucking play. And Starts the fans. Tonight. And tonight. the fans. Yep. We got to start it tonight. That's what I'm saying. I'm jacked, dude, for this fucking game against yeah. the Isles, dude. It could be could be a nice little start to maybe maybe turning something around. We have around a big home stretch, by the way. Because then we got Minnesota After at home, tonight. Vegas at home, then we're at Ottawa, home against Washington, home against Seattle, or St. Louis. 
So we got to get on the home. We got to get on the home team wins because that's that's what these teams are so, doing. They're winning so, at home, and we need to win at home. That's what was so frustrating. We need to bring it at home, this, fans. About this recent like six game stretch: Pittsburgh, New Jersey, Los Angeles, Boston, Toronto, all at home, and we only won one of those games. You know, it's just like God fucking damn it. And even good the, teams don't always win away, but they do win at home. It's frustrating. Hey. We can turn it around. Got the Isles tonight, then home against the Wild, then Vegas. I might try to go to that Vegas game Sunday night. Sounds kind of fun. So these are some promising games. I mean, obviously Minnesota is really good, but they do got to travel across the country to play us. So does Vegas. And I think Minnesota does play tonight as well. Oh, dope. So I I haven't looked at it as much. but I ain't got nothing else, boys. Yeah, they're playing. They're at Detroit tonight. Okay. So they got two. They got a way stretch so it is what it is but i think we can steal that one too and then uh yeah obviously vegas you know they've got a way I'm game back tonight on that mindset where i'm getting optimistic where every fucking every fucking pod yeah. the jackets are the best team in the world that's right but that's how i fucking roll baby come on corpy dude i'm rooting for him yep let's do it i ain't got nothing else you guys signing off yeah let's, all right we'll boys. see you guys hey follow us on twitter don't forget at man in the cannon if you're going uh, to the game, add us. Tell no, us you're going. Have, we have an announcement. The Man in the Cannon podcast. Is moving to Columbus. <laughs> so we're gonna start looking to kind of start recording, maybe at some cool spots. We'll be looking for the MTC followers and uh trying to encourage some participation yeah. during the pod. So yeah. Logan just wants us to go to Columbus and get drunk with him. That's what it is. Hey, man, baby. Yeah. Let's go to the games. Stinger bombs on me. Oh, God. <laughs> Dude, I got – me and my buddy Jordan got so fucked up on those stinger bombs one night. There was one – he had to work the next day. <laughs> oh, and he didn't, wait, he didn't wake up to go to work, and his buddy calls him at like 9.30. He's like, Dude, you going to fucking get in here to work? So – Apparently his buddy helped him out real nice on that. Oh, okay. We got Shout out Jordan's least. buddy. Shout out Jordan's buddy. Thank Go you. Jackets. We'll see you. Peace.